Hello and welcome to episode 111 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me once again, Brandon and Ricardo are in the studio. Guys, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I feel like the Chicago Bulls right now. Back Ooh. to back to back. Oh yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, so, you know, um, if everybody could like, share, rate, review, and listen to the podcast, obviously you're listening now. We appreciate that. We're just trying to find a cure for paralysis. So thank you for supporting us. We uh, we appreciate it all. Um, I wanted to tell you guys, I know I've, I already have told you guys, but anyway, I talked to the guy that was driving the car the night of my accident, Brad. I, we were able to connect. Um a couple weeks ago now and I haven't really talked about it on the show yet but um it's it's cool man it was uh it was a pretty surreal experience he called me I wasn't like expecting the call I didn't know what his number was or anything I just got a call from a random local number and 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 took the call and uh he wasn't trying to sell you insurance no 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 buy your house no he was just uh wanted to you know he's like I my brother told me because uh, I had to like yeah, anyway, I had to go through, I, I messaged his brother on Facebook and was able to get, get in touch with him. And uh, he's just like, hey, you know, I wanted to, to get back back with you. I heard you were trying to talk and um, well, you know, we well, had a good well, conversation. For reference, for reference, how long has it been since you talked to Brad? 20, since 22 years. Two decades. 20? Over two decades. That's a How long, long has it been since the accident? 98? It will January, be 23 years. Um, in January. It'll be 24 years in January. 24 years in wow. January. So it's been probably 22 years since I've talked to him. Yeah. Spoke to him after that? I, I mean, I saw him a few times. I, I mean, obviously, well, we yeah. graduated high school still together yeah, after yeah. that. Well, I remember uh, the other day when, when right after you had spoke to him, you you called me and I didn't answer, which is pretty typical. Yeah. And then you text me and I was like, hold up, man. I got to find out what happened. But you didn't have... Um, you know, you were still processing what happened. Yeah, and yeah. You didn't yeah. have, I said, well, Jeremy, how did you feel about this? And you said, oh, I don't really know. It was like you said, it was a surreal moment. But, I mean, now that you've had some time to to think about it, do you have any other, like, words to describe how you, know, you feel about I, that? Yeah, I, I feel good about it. I mean, That's I feel, great. I think that, you know, I was, I was reaching out to him more to, like, let him know that you know I'm good we're like good. we're good like I don't hold any ill will towards you whatsoever and you know I I was I told my mom about this um a, a week or two ago before I had actually spoken to him and she was like you know your dad at the time was really like upset yeah uh, understandably yeah. so right and uh like didn't want him coming to the hospital uh didn't want him coming around at all like basically let that be known and I, I remember i i remember like i i completely had forgotten about that and i remember so i kind of understand like obviously you think that you're not welcome you're not you know no nobody wants you around then you're gonna be like i'm gonna kind of back off and, and not not you know try to put myself out there and so I, I can kind of understand, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from. And, um, and I did, I had forgotten about that. And so then when I talked to him, 
you know, I was like, you know, let's, let's get together and, um, you know, have a maybe more in-depth conversation, uh, you know, in, here in, in the next, you know, foreseeable future here. And he was all for it, but he, he made a comment like, well, you know, I know your dad like didn't really want me around. Like, is he going to be cool with that? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, my dad passed away now five, four, five years ago. So, um, you know, and so like, but the fact that that was like kind of his first response, like made me realize like how that had affected him, obviously a burden on him. Right. Huh? And Maybe. you, and you. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I feel really, and, and we've been texting kind of off and on since you know over the last couple of weeks. And he made a comment um, a few days ago, and was just like, "I feel really good that we're like com- Heck yeah, reconnecting." Man. You know what I mean? And so, um, I, and I was just like, "Yeah, me too." This, you know, feels right. Feels like the right know? thing to do. Yeah, I think mm. so. Well, you know what? That's a real positive shit, sign. And that's like our guest today is full of positivity, yeah. right? That's yeah. what attracted you to uh, search <laughs> her out, right? Yeah. So uh, we, yeah, I was able to to interview Jordan Menzies. Um, she's J Diz motivates on on Instagram. She's she's very cool. And the funny thing is, is that she also, and I told her in the interview that I didn't realize at the time that I started following her that she. Uh, was actually Miss Wheelchair Colorado in 2017. So we have another Miss Wheelchair on. Oh, uh, yeah, on I was like, the, wait uh, a second, are we interviewing the same guests <laughs> yeah, here no, again, no. Jeremy? Are we it's, recycling it's, through? No, it's and it's cool, man. Like how many? Like I feel like this the the program the the Miss Wheelchair USA program um, is so empowering to these young women. Um, you know, it's cool that that they're getting recognized, and it's not on a not on like oh you're you're the prettiest girl or whatever it's like what are you doing for your community right more than anything yep. right like mm-hmm. you're 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 really doing it if you I mean, it doesn't hurt it, that they're pretty but. well they're, they're <laughs> yeah. all very pretty too yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but i'm just saying like it's not just based on looks and like the swimsuit competition or whatever you want to you know that that most beauty pageants are about so it's very cool to see um this and, and I mean I guess it's just me my my ignorance of it um, coming through because I didn't know that it was even such a thing mm-hmm. until recently so um, yeah she yeah Jordan is very cool she's from Colorado she had some interesting takes on Craig Hospital that I wasn't expecting that was the first time um, I'd heard anything negative about them and you know maybe who knows Each she just had a bad experience different yeah yeah if you you know. Yeah, I've heard really good things from other people. She didn't have the greatest experience. Yeah, so now I'm wondering. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, and I'm glad that we, you know, everything's not, you know, there, nothing's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you gotta understand. I mean, that. In, in those situations, you would hope that it should be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so she I, was really young when she got there, right? And um, right, uh, you know, like you, 18 years old, and maybe she didn't have all the correct support from people you know mm-hmm. um who knows but uh, it's well, unfortunate it was it was yeah. 2003 and and like jeremy which was in 1998 like so many so many things have changed yes between yeah. now and then yeah and a lot of the people that we've talked to that have gone through there it's been more recent so um yeah i mean hopefully they've changed how they do things and and uh 
Yeah, but you know, Jordan and like I love that she. Yeah, I really like that she um, will po- make posts on Instagram or Facebook about. Um, she's really into fashion, right? So she's starting her own fashion company, and you're gonna use that for adaptive clothing because it's a bitch, man. To sorry, excuse my language, yeah. but it's we'll edit that out. Uh, no, we probably sure. won't. But um, you, you don't like dressing a, like a garden gnome every day. <laughs> it's just a pain in the ass trying to find yeah you know pants that will fit you right so that you can sit in them all day without moving right or you they, like shirts that'll that'll you know if you're sitting down all the time it's hard to make things look good or make things look right. So I completely am on board with what she's doing, um, uh, her and her partner, and she she's able to take like the popular looks from magazines or, or and reverse engineer or them for and, for people in wheelchairs yeah exactly yeah. be able to to show how you can can get that same look while you're sitting in a wheelchair which is very cool and i think it, it, it just uplifting to to other people mm-hmm. in this situation so yeah. yeah and you know what and she's not just all about looks she's also an educator <clears throat> yeah. yeah don't forget yeah yeah preschool she's a preschool teacher which is like my nightmare, yeah. but I was like, man, that's so cool. Uh, and I, Jay, you love the kids, man. I do, I do. I'm just joking, man. I, it's I try dogs to you hate. Yeah, it's uh, you know, so yeah, she's. I think it's cool, and we talked about it a little bit how I I love the fact that you know her being a preschool teacher is exposing these kids, just like you talked about, Ricardo, how you wanted to bring your kids around more after. I got injured to yep. well, expose them to someone. Jay, man, don't, with don't forget, I 100% agree with that. And we have to normalize that just as we would try to anything else. Um, you know, you were a football coach for a long time with, in youth football. And, you know, after, after a certain time period, um, kids just understand that, hey, I, this is just a regular dude. He just can't walk around. Right. Do you know right. what I mean? And and uh, I always thought it was they were learning more from having you out there than football could have really taught them. Yeah. Um, from a X's and O's standpoint, football, most sports have a lot of life lessons in them, and this is one of them. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. Um, and, and I, you know, I definitely tried to, yeah, I mean, show them that it's not crazy for somebody to be in a wheelchair and coaching football so yeah i mean i guess it's a lot along the same lines so why not yeah Yeah, it's just dealing with yeah dealing with the dealing with the youth you know what i mean yeah yep yep and uh just to let everybody know the name of uh jordan's clothing line is you ability clothing and you can check them out at you ability clothing y-o-u uh, abilityclothing.com the thing that had me kind of um inspired about what she was doing with the you ability you ability you ability you ability clothing um and trying to figure out this this fashion industry from a whole different lane is that she's really providing her own lane and there's no blueprint Mm-hmm. And she's not really have anybody that's helping her, so you're in kind of in a in a from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it's a real it's it's not easy. 
Right. And so I respect that, man. I respect the hell out of that. Well, yeah, because like we have, you know, we sell t-shirts and sweatshirts. We don't have any right now, but we're going to be coming out with some new uh, designs. Yeah, we got the soon. merch. We have the merch, but, you know, and like Walking Rich, our guy Rich down in L.A., like we have these people that we've talked to that do have like clothing you know, but it's more like it's yeah, it's more merch. It's not like an adaptive clothing line like she's working on. So I just think that's a super honorable thing to be doing and, and so beneficial for everybody uh dealing with this injury. So Yeah. Well let's hear from her. Yep, let's get after it. Uh here's Jordan Menzies. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. We'll talk to you on the other side. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are so excited to visit with Jordan Menzies. Uh, she is a fashion stylist. She is former Miss Wheelchair Colorado, co-founder of U-Ability Clothing, uh, brand ambassador, and a preschool teacher. Uh, Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. So, you know, for anyone that doesn't know you, doesn't follow you, maybe on Instagram or something, and, and keeps uh, keeping up with all of your uh, incredible positivity and, and you know, in, inspiring posts, uh, you know, can you tell us how you were injured and kind of what happened and when that happened? Yes. So, 18 years ago, um, in 2003, I was driving home and I fell asleep on the road. Um, I overcorrected and my car rolled and broke my spine at C3, 4, and 5. So I'm incomplete up until C5. And then after that, I'm complete. Okay. And, you know, how long, I guess, so you rolled your car, like, when did you, I guess, where did you end up? Did they have to do you remember much like right after the accident? Like when, when's kind of your first, first memories after your car accident? Yeah. So I don't remember any of it. Um, I just remember waking up in the hospital with tubes all in me and around me and, you know, them saying that you're paralyzed. And then I just remember um, going back to sleep and waking up again and just having my reality hit that this, this is how life is now. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's a very similar experience that I, that I had. So I can definitely relate. Uh, you know, how long did you go through rehab and stuff like that for? So being in Colorado, I went to um, Craig Hospital in Denver for physical therapy rehab. I was there for about three months is all. Um, I was able to get off of the ventilator breathe on my own other than that that's basically all I really got back was breathing on my own which I mean really it's huge to be able to do that so um other than that I they didn't really give me a lot of good therapy there I didn't have very good experience there they pretty much sent me home early saying there's nothing else they could do for me so that was kind of a downfall in that area Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it, and that's funny because, you know, not funny, but that's surprising because, uh, you know, so many people that we've had on the show, like we, we've run, ended up having a lot of people from Colorado on that, you know, all are like rave about Craig. And 
and how great their experience was there. So, I mean, I guess it's, you know, kind of, it's good to hear, hear the other side of that too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it seemed like, you know, kind of moving on to, to better experiences, I guess, like, so, you know, it seems like fashion is a key part of kind of your, at least your, your online profile on, on social media and whatnot you know, when were you already doing a lot of fashion stuff prior to your accident or is this something that came about after no um I always wanted to be a model I did a lot of modeling stuff that's the reason why I was driving home and fell asleep because I had a modeling interview in Denver and I was you know I lived four hours away I got up and worked that morning so I was exhausted and just trying to do too much at an eight at 18 years old being invincible you know at that time um but yeah fashion has always really been a passion of mine I love clothes I love the whole industry it's just a part of me yeah yeah that's very cool so um when you know it's being paralyzed and sitting in a wheelchair it's like obviously clothes definitely fit us differently um you know, it's kind of sometimes difficult to find stuff that will work for you. Um, and, and I love that on, on a lot of your, um, your posts, you'll like show like what, you know, women that are able-bodied women standing with, with an outfit on and you'll like recreate it and do such a great job of that. Um, you know, even from a, you know, like when you're sitting down and, um, you know, just, kind of showing people I guess how to how to kind of repurpose the 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 looks that like I guess are in in magazines or whatnot um that's cool when did you kind of start doing that sort of thing and um you know I because I, I think that's that's so important for people to see that yeah like that even though we're in wheelchairs we can still still look good and and dress well and all that stuff yeah no thank you I I really do try to do that um I started with the boutique. It'll be a year in November, actually next month. So I have been in the network marketing world for a few years. And when I found the boutique, I knew it was just where I belonged because I love fashion. So um, yeah, I'm really trying to bring the women's clothes to, to adaptability, even though, you know, they're not, you know, Velcro or stuff like that. But to show people that you still can have style and fashion sitting and bring those clothes, like you said, able-bodied people, you can still wear them sitting down. Absolutely, that's so cool. Uh, so when did you, so is the boutique the you ability clothing or is that something different? No, it's completely different. Okay. Yeah, Closet Candy Boutique is just a company that I'm an affiliate for. So they pay me commissions to help um, sell their clothes. Oh, cool, cool. Okay. And that gave me the inspiration to start Uability Clothing. Okay, cool. And yeah, tell us the story about that. Like, when, when did you actually start Uability Clothing? And I, I know, um, I think you have a partner that you started that with. And so, yeah, kind of tell us a little bit about that backstory. Yeah, Uability Clothing, I started because I know how frustrating it is for people with disabilities to be able to dress themselves independently. Um, I don't have 
a clothing line yet. It is in the works because I just recently started Uability Clothing. So right oh. now I started it as a men's line. So I have some men's clothing that is available on there. But my idea is to get the adaptive line going so that it's not so expensive for everybody. Because when you search out there, adaptive clothing, I mean, some places they're starting now to come with cheaper options, but there's a lot of expensive options out there. And those of us with disabilities just can't afford it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and is that kind of the, the goal then is to have an adaptive line of clothing at, at some point in the future? Yes, for everybody. Awesome, awesome. I was wondering, so I know you, obviously, this was a question I was, I wasn't sure how long that you ability clothing had been around for, but I was wondering if you had dealt with any kind of discrimination in the, in the fashion world being that, you know, I mean, it's, you think about, you know, you hear about like runway, like models and runway fashion shows, things like that. Like it's the, like, skinny stick thin women that are, you know are not definitely not in wheelchairs definitely not dealing with any kind of disabilities so have you had any you know instances of, of any kind of discrimination or ableism or anything like that you know in, in the fashion world up to this point or has it been pretty pretty open yeah i have not yet um i guess because i shine such a positive light about everything in life um that helps I've noticed, but there is the runway of dreams. So I'm not sure the name of the lady who runs that, but it is all about adaptability um, and clothing and stuff like that. So I can't wait to be a part of that as well. Um, but yeah, I have not come across any discrimination yet. So cross our fingers. That's good. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's, that's nice to hear. You know, so switching gears just a little bit, the it's so funny because we've had on the last like couple of months, I had on uh, Laura Michelle Jackson, who was Miss Wheelchair uh, Michigan, and then I had on Madeline Delp a couple weeks ago, and she was uh, Miss Wheelchair USA, and I didn't actually even realize that you were uh, Miss Wheelchair Colorado, uh, and I'm not, was it 2017? I'm not sure what year it was, but yeah um and so yeah it's funny that i just keep keep uh running in running into this wheelchair contestants but um you know tell us about the like what got you involved in the miss wheelchair colorado and kind of how that that experience was for you you know i think i just heard about it and i just decided why not um i didn't really know what to expect or you know what i was doing but I figured out a platform to go off of because it's all about, um, you know, being an advocate for those of us in wheelchairs. And I think that's why it's becoming so much bigger now, finally. Um, but yeah, I just decided to go for it really. And it, it was fun. Um, I met some amazing women along the way. I, I got to do a few speaking engagements and stuff like that. Um, I really didn't have a guide to let me know like what to do, how to do it or anything like that. So I struggled a little bit in that area, but it was still fun and it was still worth it. That's awesome. Well, what was your platform uh, that you ran on? So mine was the accessibility in schools. 
Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a big, big issue. Yeah, it is. It is an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's cool. And so that was in 2017. Um, then did so as Miss Wheelchair Colorado, then you ran for Miss Wheelchair USA as well? I did. That's cool. And what is, so is that, is that then in like one state or is it kind of, I mean, I guess it wouldn't have been virtual at that time. So did you, did you go somewhere to compete in that competition? So at that time it was in Pennsylvania that year. Um, so I got to go there. Uh, my mom took me. It, it was challenging for me. It was a struggle. Um, I didn't have the right mind frame. I was not in it. I was discouraged a lot because you can't reserve a hotel and there's only so many, you know, accessible rooms and so many accommodations. And I just didn't have those that I needed. So it was hard. It was a struggle in that way. Otherwise it was fun and it was nice to go somewhere new. It was nice to meet all the girls. It, you know, it was nice to just advocate together and see everybody different, different platforms and stuff like that. Oh, that's, that's very cool. That's very cool. You know, I wanted to talk to you about kind of the inspirational message that you put forward. Is that something that you, you know, I, I, it seems on social media, at least like you're always like, um, definitely, like you said, you're always kind of putting the like shining a bright light or you know trying to be a bright light and inspiring people goes and, and keeping people uh I guess motivated or what has that always just come natural to you or because it seems like it's pretty easy and for you to do it and I know it's not always the easiest thing for myself but you know what yeah what is that like have you just always been kind of a, a positive person happy-go-lucky um yeah what talk about that a little bit well, after my accident happened, you know, we all have, we all go through that grief and we all go through that trying to find ourselves again and figuring out life again. And I spent a lot of time just sitting outside thinking, and I decided that life is still worth living. Life is still beautiful regardless. And I saw how many people's lives I touched just every time I smiled. And they just couldn't believe it. So I think that helped as well, that they saw even through my pain, I could still smile. And so I chose happiness and I choose happiness every day. So I really just like to spread that to the world that you can still be happy, even though your circumstances may suck at times, you still are living life. You still have, we're given a second chance. And so I love to, to just spread that. Oh, that that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I definitely I appreciate it. I've all, like I've followed you for a while, and I always see your posts always put a smile on my face. So I'm glad to glad to hear that uh, for sure. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to also talk about the you being a preschool teacher and how uh, just interesting that must be like to you know I mean I always love dealing with my brother's kids and stuff I couldn't imagine being around them all the time like for a job but um it's always fun to be around the kids and like um so what's that like when did you start being a preschool teacher um like what was the motivation behind that so when I was in high school I took a class that was in a preschool setting 
Um, and then after my accident happened, I thought, what am I going to do with my life? So I went to college and got my degree in early childhood education so that I could be a preschool teacher because I knew that that was something I was going to be able to do. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's rewarding yet challenging at the same time. Um, you know, I'm a quad, I can't move my arms or my legs, but children of that age in my classroom, I have like three to five-year-olds. They are just so welcoming. They're so loving. They're so curious. They don't look at you in a weird way. You know, they don't judge you. They just want to know about you and learn about you and understand that you are as normal as they are. And I think that that's the rewarding part. You get to see them grow and, and feel their love. And, and it's just, it's excellent. Uh, that, that's so cool. And yeah, I, like that's the first thing that popped into my head was that it must be, must be rewarding and so good for the kids to be exposed to someone living with a, a physical disability that they can, can relate and, and make that be normal in, in you know, in their world. Yes, yes. I get to show them that even people with different disabilities and things that we're still normal like they are. And I, I love that. Yeah, that's so cool. And I'm sorry if you already said that. So when, when did you actually start? Um, I know you said you went through school after for uh, early childhood education um, before uh, or after your accident. Then, So when did you actually start uh, being a preschool teacher? Um, I've been a teacher for three years now. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations on doing that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, kind of going back to the, um, the, you being so like motivational and inspiring people online. Um, I know you are a brand ambassador for, for quite a few companies or at least a few companies online. And uh, you know, I saw a CBD skincare line and a few other things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that that probably came from from you being so positive and such such a light on on social media. Talk about, I guess, some of those brand ambassadorships that you you have and and uh, you know when those started or you know what what companies you're representing. Well, before I became a teacher, I wanted to be successful. I've always wanted to be successful. I don't want to live off of social security and barely having anything. You know, I. I want more for my life than that. So I found a health and wellness company and I started um, being a promoter for them in the MLM business. And that went nowhere. It was just not products I could take. It was horrible. So then I found another one, another health and wellness company. And that one was great. Um, the products are amazing. I actually still love taking them today and they they're just a really good company overall um but the uh, the products are just so expensive and like I said all my following just doesn't have the money for that kind of thing so um then I found you know the clothing and then got into that but it's been probably at least five years since I've been doing the network marketing thing and right now I'm just with um the boutique so okay okay so you're not representing the cbd facial um not so much anymore. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's very cool. It's still, yeah, the boutique thing is cool too. And, um, you know, so is there, I guess, with, with going through all these different uh, companies that you had kind of worked with over the years, uh, is there any outside the box, you know, medical or just kind of wellness stuff, uh, products that you have found that that have helped you over the years that you could suggest for other people uh, dealing with this injury? Um, you know, I, I hear a lot of people having fatigue and people just being tired all the time. And I know that comes with depression at the same time, but um, when I started doing Thrive, which is the company with the health and wellness, it gave me that energy. It got rid of my brain fog. It, it was amazing, really. So I think we just need to fuel our bodies with the right nutrients, um, especially by our B vitamins, B12, those that give us the energy. You know, I think it's just a matter of eating healthy, feeding our bodies, and you'll see a change. You really will. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hear food is medicine. I, I see that a lot. Like I have, I think I shared a post that just had that as like a, a meme or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think it's so true. Like what, what you put into your body is really gonna, gonna affect, you know, good or bad. It's gonna affect the way that you, you feel. And, and uh, I like that. that. That's a good answer. So um, we'll check out the B vitamins for sure. Um, I did I did want to go back for one second. I know you said you had kind of a, a bad experience at Craig and they kind of sent you home early. And, um, you know, what was the transition like for you? Were you still living at home at the time of your accident? I was, I was. So yeah. Um, well, yeah. Talk a little bit about the transition going back home. You know, I'm just, I kind of want to know for my own personal, just because like, I, I remember what I got injured at 18 as well. And, and I'm a pretty similar uh, level to you. So um, yeah, I want to just kind of know what, what the experience was like for you kind of re, you know, getting back into the, the swing of daily life after, after getting out of the hospital. Right. Well, um, at the time I lived with my mom. So my dad and my stepmom had to buy a brand new house because none of them were accessible. Um, that had a mother-in-law suite on it. Um, so that was my apartment attached to the house, which was great because I had my own space, you know, but my parents were still there close by. Um, so I was able to do that transition pretty easily. It wasn't too hard. That's good. That's good. And so then how long after, um, after your accident did you uh, start back to, or I guess, going to college or were you already going to college when you got in your accident? I was. So a year after my accident, I started back. That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad yeah. you were able to, to get back in the swing of things so, so quickly. Um, you know, yeah, Jordan, uh, I was wondering, you know, before we let you go here, I wanted to give you a chance, like, to give out all your social media links and, and websites um, so that people can can follow you and, and check you out uh, and, and be inspired like I was. Yes, absolutely. And one more thing um, I want to touch on is make sure to have the support system around you. That helps. and get the needed therapy because 
I was, didn't get that. You know, I didn't get that at Craig. I didn't get that when I came home. I, you know, therapy is huge and so important to get those muscles moving, get your body still, you know, out there and moving so that your muscles don't atrophy so fast. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a great message. That's a great message. Uh, were you able to, did they have like physical therapists come to you once you were out of the hospital, you know, discharged from Craig and uh, no. with you at all? Not at all. Wow. I didn't have therapy till four years after. Oh my gosh. And I saw you just got up, you said at your standing table or a standing frame for the first time in quite a while. Um, and that, what was that like for you? I know that for, I, I kind of went almost 10 years without getting up at mine until recently as well so I know it was it was kind of a a, my body was so sore after I did it so yeah talk about your experience kind of getting back up standing after after years it's just a matter of you know getting your blood pressure to regulate to stand again um you know it feels good one way and then the other it really doesn't feel good you know the more you do it you can work up to that and then you could stand longer absolutely how often are you able to uh to get up standing um right now once a week i'm gonna really try twice a week really help you know our bodies need that pressure on our bones osteoporosis is something i have pretty severely so it's it's necessary absolutely Absolutely. I need to get you, I'll, I'll try and connect you with my guy, Nick Lucius at Barwis Methods. It's like a, they, they work with people with uh, neurological uh, injuries as well as like professional athletes and stuff. Um, oh, wow. He, yeah. He's doing a lot of cool stuff out there and he's out in Colorado. So definitely, oh, try, to, definitely try to connect you guys. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so yeah, go ahead and, and give us your, your social media links and, and the website for the, the clothing line and all that stuff. Okay, so youabilityclothing.com. And hopefully by next year I'll be having the adaptive line on there. And then my boutique is Jay's Unique Boutique.com. So you can find all those links on my Instagram and my Facebook. Okay. Yeah. And give your, give the Instagram and Facebook out too. Yeah. Instagram's J Diz motivates. I always got that nickname J Diz. So, um, and then Facebook's just my name, Jordan Menzies. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'll put a link to all those in with the podcast as well. And um, yeah, I definitely suggest anybody out there listening, go, go check out Jordan. She is, uh, she's amazing. And yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Jordan Menzies. Uh, you know, I just want to thank her again for coming on the show and, and taking some time out of her busy schedule. Um, yeah, I could, I still, I'm, I can't believe that she is a preschool teacher. I think that's so awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's gotta be, I mean, that's a lot right now too. It's called with the pandemic. Yeah. Oh God, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Jeremy, a lot of the people that you interview are really inspirational. You know, and right. again, here she is 
you know, a quadriplegic, being a preschool teacher, starting your own fashion line. Going back to school. Going to, back to school, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be a, to yeah. Be a yeah, she was childhood when she was development 18. teacher. You know, I remember when I was 18. I think if that would have happened to me, like it happened to you, I don't know if I would have had that great of an mm. attitude, you know, to right. pull myself together, you know. And, uh, and she's dealing with, you know, other things that, uh, you know, well, all disabled people, uh, quadriplegics deal with, you know, uh, bone density, right? Her right. Nutrition, water. Yeah. All those things are really important, you know? Well, yeah, and it's funny, you know, she is, I've been getting back up at my standing table after, uh, you know, I, I have some osteoporosis. I, have, I hadn't been getting up at my standing table for, stay, table for a long time, and she just started doing that as well, yeah. um, getting up at hers, and which is, you know, it's, it's funny, man, kind of a lot of synchronicity with our stories, sure. I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's, so that's cool. And she's showing like that process on, on her social media. So, uh, I think that's an important message for, you know, anybody dealing with, you know, if you're a paraplegic, quadriplegic, whatever the case is, we all deal with bone density issues. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting up in a standing position is always a good thing. Um, I'm actually working on getting a new standing frame right now. So, nice. um, you know, shout out to our guy Nick Lucius out in Colorado as well. I'm gonna. I I told her I'm gonna try to get them connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has somewhere to work out because, you know, she mentioned that you know, like she had the bad experience at Craig, went home basically with no no guidance, no yeah. guidance, no yeah. physical therapy, no nothing, and because of that, you know, she thinks that it definitely. I hindered think, her yeah, rehabilitation hindered, yeah, yeah like her rehabilitation yeah. process and it's never was, too late to start shorten. yeah, yeah no, and yeah, so and she yeah. she said it took about four years before she got into a proper uh physical therapy program um and all of that so and that's i, mean, I couldn't imagine not getting you know like just getting your muscles stretched out and getting Oof, you know yeah any kind of uh any kind of Resistance, you know, whatever you can do, you got to do. Yeah, is is the bottom line. So something's um, better than nothing. Yeah, and so I'm I'm glad to see her getting up at her standing frame, and and I'm I'm on board with that 100. percent Yeah. Well, what what I found interesting about that was, you know, I have high blood pressure, but it never affects me when I stand up. But when she talked about it, and I didn't even know this, I'm learning something new all the time. Uh-huh. Right, your blood pressure the is regulated differently when you're disabled. Right, and I had no idea. So I mean, these yeah, are all the things to... that I'm really learning. You know, hanging out with you and doing uh-huh. these podcasts and listening to your guests, it's 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 amazing what people can go through. You know, absolutely, yeah, and and that's the thing. I remember after my accident going to the rehab hospital in Puyallup and getting up at the standing frame and like you like after standing up for like 30 seconds you thought i mean i almost lost consciousness a couple times because like your blood pressure drops and ears start ringing you're you know you can't see straight it's the craziest thing man and so yeah i know what she's going through um uh, my everything's pretty regulated now with me thankfully so i don't i don't have those issues nearly as much as i used to but uh yeah it's that's a that's not fun. No. Trust me, that's no. not fun at all. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm glad that she she's kind of documenting her experience of with uh, getting back back at it, and I just think everything she's she's doing is cool, like yeah. the U ability clothing, the you know trying to to put out um, you know it, 
uh, different outfits that you can you can look like the 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 women in the magazines whatever the case of uh of what she's doing there it, it's just it's cool man well you can it's replicate high fashion looks and through an adaptive lens sure yeah. that's that's uh, awesome well i think her message is it's, right yeah. you know you can look good no matter what your yeah what your what your what your condition is 100 percent. Right? you know yep. and uh, i like that and then she sends a good message out to all those little kids that she's uh teaching every week right so no, it's a it's a beautiful thing what she's doing, like kind of across the board. So, and where can we find her at? It's uh, J Diz Motivates, and I'll link it all to in the podcast notes. So if you just scroll down, you'll be able to see it and, and connect with her on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff, and and then her her website for the clo the uability clothing dot com. Yeah, and and, and yeah, yeah, we yeah will... so check out wheelchair guest number. <laughs> I'm just giving you crap. I know, I know. She's great. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, until next week, guys, I think we're going to actually have a, a special. Um, yeah. I think next week we're going to have a special guest, uh, Willie Frank, the third on the, the podcast to talk about some of the interesting things that are going on uh, with the Nisqually tribe. Have we had him on since he's become chairman? Yeah, the, a couple, yeah, at least once. That's maybe good twice. to follow up with. That's cool. Yeah, well, they, you know, they're dealing with some uh, interesting things around surrounding the pandemic, and uh, you know, there's some protesters. You know what? And, uh, what I would like you to touch on is I saw an article in the newspaper. I didn't actually read the newspaper, but digitally, that the Nisqually tribe is looking to seek approval to create broadband outside of the reservation for um low income low income like low income communities wow so when people need to understand that this tribal politics it reaches beyond you know just their reservation right that's cool that's very cool Yeah, they're trying. Yeah, I know Willie's trying to do a lot of stuff outside the box. Um, Absolutely. Well, he wants to lift fun. everybody up. Right? Everybody. Everybody gets lifted up, and the way you get lifted up is through knowledge, education. It's true, right? That's the one of the great one, equalizers. One of the great things we can take from the Native American culture is they look at everything from a seven generations perspective, and not just what's happening right now. So everything that they do is how can we keep. How can we preserve what we have and make it better for the future? That's right. Yeah. Well, cool. It'll be interesting yeah. to hear that, Jer. Absolutely, guys. Um, yeah, thank you both for, for being here. I, I couldn't do it without you. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, until next week, we will uh, we'll talk to you all then. All right. Thanks. Yeah, please uh, like, listen, rate, review, share the podcast. Just trying to find a cure for paralysis.